Uh, this morning, we will be learning from the life of Daniel. Uh, most of us know the stories from Sunday school, Daniel and the lion's den, Daniel's interpretation of King Nebuchadnezzar's dreams, etc. So I will not be going into the story. I would rather spend time today unpacking Daniel, things that made Daniel, Daniel. If we can take some of these amazing qualities he had and adopt them into our lives, we would be able to impact people and define the times the way Daniel did during his days. The three core elements that define Daniel are, one, Daniel was a man of purpose. Two, Daniel was a man of prayer. And three, Daniel was a man of prophecy. Daniel, the man of purpose. Uh, would you turn your Bibles with me to Daniel chapter 1? Most of our study today would be from the book of Daniel. The chapter opens with the Babylonians invading Judah in the year 605 BC. I'm reading from chapter 1, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God which he carried into the land of Shinna to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. The Babylonians didn't destroy Judah. No, all they want was they wanted the taxes. So they took some of the people, a few choice people, and the purpose of the Babylonians was to turn them, to make them Babylonians, Jewish Babylonians. The selected a young group because their belief was if they changed that one generation, the following generations would also become Babylonians. Nebuchadnezzar wanted these men to think the way the Babylonians thought, eat like the Babylonians ate, speak like the Babylonians spoke. And the king appointed for them, verse 5, a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time, they might serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. Daniel would have been around 17 years old. He was to live in the palace, not a slave in a mine. The aim was to make them believe that the Babylonian lifestyle was the best. This was the life, not the poor life they lived in Judah. This was the most powerful empire in the then known world. It had the ancient wonder of the world, the hanging gardens of Babylon too. Each of them was named after a specific Babylonian god. Ultimately, to follow the Babylonian gods, Daniel was named Belteshazzar, which means Lady protect the king, referring to the goddess Sapanito, 
wife of their supreme god Marduk. It is believed that they were also castrated and made eunuchs, so that they would be free of distractions as they can discharge their duties and serve only the king. Today, children in certain states in America are free to choose which gender they want to be. If a girl thinks she's a boy, then she should be treated like a boy. Daniel and his friends were faced with losing their identity in an environment that projected the Babylon identity as the best identity one could have. So learning from this is that we need to maintain our identity as a person of God. Maintain our identity as a person of God. We are in a foreign nation. In Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about various heroes of faith from the Old Testament. And then it defines it this way in Hebrews 11, 11 to 13. All these people, they died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, but assured of them, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things plainly, that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had been called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had an opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be their God, for he's prepared a city for them. God has created you and me for a purpose. The Babylonians want us to be something else than what God wants us to be. Who do I have faith in? Who am I? Half a Christian, half a Babylonian, half my way, half God's way. Imagine a 17-year-old boy in front of him was kept the best spread of food in the world and all the wine that one could drink. You and I are faced with holiness decisions and Satan dangles sin and pleasure in front of us so that we don't fulfill God's purpose for our lives. I would like you to underline uh, this word uh, in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, the word but. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. It is a but, not an and. It is not and Daniel proposed in his heart, purposed in his heart, but, but Daniel purposed in his heart. Daniel goes against conventional worldly wisdom. He goes against the ideas people have. He refuses to line up with everyone else. He swims against the current, not like a dead fish which floats in the direction of the current. You and I are called to take a strong stand for the Lord. In verse 11, we read, So Daniel said to the servant whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearances be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. As you see fit, so deal with your servants. Prove, test your servants. For 10 days, they challenge. Daniel speaks from his faith. You might be wondering, where is God in all of this? Here was God nourishing their bodies, nourishing their minds. They thought better and were smarter than all the others. And nourishing their spirit, they even behaved better. Even though all they drank 
and eight were water and vegetables. And at the end of the 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh, verse 15, than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king himself interviewed them, and among them all there was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding about the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in Israel. In Matthew 17, Jesus prays for his disciples, verse 16. They are not of the world, just I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your truth, your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. If you can write this down also, it would make a lot of sense. God has sent us into the world, not to be of the world. God has sent us into the world, not to be of the world. God has chosen us, blessed us, and given us this responsibility. Our children are not to be pa patterned like the world. Our businesses are not to be patterned like the world. Our families and marriages are not to be patterned of the world. There are basically three guiding principles that any good individual will try to follow. The law of the land, or moral standards, or the word of God. The law of the land they are a set of rules and boundaries we have in our legal framework which govern us. But sadly, the world is drifting. Drifting. Many things that were illegal many years ago are legal now. There are hardly any Christians in politics, hardly any government bureaucrats. The laws are changing rapidly. The second standard is a moral standard. This is also drifting. Things that th people thought bad in the past are accepted and commonplace now. Only the third, the word of God, which is the biblical standard, is unchanging. It's the truth. It's unwavering. It's a constant standard. It's relevant and real. It was in the past. It is in the present. And it will be in the future. Where did a 17-year-old boy like Daniel get this much unwavering faith from? We can infer that he had godly influence over his life. He grew up in a Jewish home, was taught about God. CBMC is a good, consistent, and godly influence over our lives. The church you're going to may be, your home may be. We need to build homes that provide a consistent, godly influence over the lives of our children. Businesses that provide a cons consistent, godly influence over our employees and all the customers who walk in. As a child, Daniel had experienced a real mighty revival. We read this in 2 Chronicles 34. King Josiah was Judah, reigned till 610 BC. So in 2 Chronicles 34 verses 1 to 3, we read this. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. His father and grandfather, the previous kings, did not walk in the ways of the Lord. They had served and worshipped idols. 
verse 3 for in the year eighth year of his reign as a 16 year old while he was still young he began to seek the god of his father that was the time king josiah accepted god as his personal lord and savior and in the 12th year he began to purge judah and jerusalem of the high places the wooden images and the molten images he was cleaning up the entire system verse 8 in the 18th year of his reign as a 26 year old when he had purged the land and the temple mind you the temple was in ruins there was a lot of rubbish in there idols even the word of the lord was missing while they were cleaning the temple hilkiah the priest finds the holy book the king restores worship and leads the revival from the front reading the book in front of a congregation of people from all over judah and israel so daniel also would have been part of this revival which shaped him to what he was thirdly daniel experienced troubles trouble born in the spirit of jesus christ will produce greatness in a christian all the great women and men of god will tell us that the sufferings that they went through refined them there is something special about you and me if we live our lives with purpose can we can we personally purpose in our hearts not to defile ourselves just like how daniel modeled it can we be intentional in our thoughts and actions secondly daniel was a man of prayer daniel's prayerfulness was the secret of his power the reason god could use him the way he did was because of the way daniel lived his life the book of daniel speaks about four prayers of daniel i'll quickly just take out some observations that i think were crucial in his prayer life firstly daniel was in constant communion with god daniel chapter 6 talks about his prayer lifestyle this was at the time when daniel is an old man during the time of king darius just before he is thrown into the lions den in daniel chapter 2 it talks about a young teenager daniel who prays before god who reveals the dream and interpretation of the first dream of king nebuchadnezzar from the teenage years to the day he breathed his last daniel would faithfully go to a specified room he would open the windows towards jerusalem kneel down and pray a minimum of 3 times a day daniel 6:10 says this now when daniel knew that the writing for 30 days all the people of babylon were to pray to the king only so that writing was signed he went home and in his upper room with his windows open towards jerusalem he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks to his god as was his custom since early days the reason daniel chose to pray even after the king's order had pronounced that anyone who prays to anyone else other than him would be thrown to the lions den was not to defy the king no daniel did not believe in hiding who he was daniel believed that he would lose the mercies of god even if he did not commune with god for one day oh how we take the mercies and grace of god for granted jesus also modeled to us the importance of personal time with god in matthew chapter 14 verse 22 and 23 we read this immediately jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd after he had dismissed them he went up 
on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. If you and I have other priorities and distractions, we need to get them out of the way because daily time alone with God is precious. Jesus sent his disciples away. Jesus sent all the people away when he had to pray. We don't have any more responsibilities than Jesus or Daniel who found a lot of time to pray. Remember, Daniel was the prime minister under two kings, King Nebuchadnezzar and King Darius of Babylon, the most powerful world empire ever. He found a minimum of three times a day to pray. What excuses do you and I have? Secondly, would you know, like to know what Daniel prayed for? Chapters 2 and 6 talk about how he prayed. Chapters 9 and 10 give us a glimpse of what Daniel prayed for. Should we look at these portions and see what we can learn from Daniel? Daniel had in-depth knowledge of the scriptures and kept track of the prophecies getting fulfilled. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 2 and 3, we read this. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the Lord, word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Then I set my face towards the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth and ashes. Daniel understood from Jeremiah's prophecy that the 70 years of captivity was going to end shortly. What are the prophecies that are yet to be fulfilled? We are at the end times. Do we fast and pray for our unbelieving brothers and sisters for Jesus' second coming? How sad it will be if many do not enter into eternal life because of our inaction, a lack of concern for the others. The least we can do is pray for all those around us. In chapter 9, verse 4 and 5, we read about this quality of his prayer. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and made confession. We have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your percepts and judgments. Daniel did not make they prayers. He made I and we prayers. He humbled himself and repented every time he prayed. Daniel could have easily thought, I'm a pretty good guy. God himself shut the mouths of the lions for me. Once he confessed and repented, repented of his own sins, he identified himself with all the other sinning Jews and prayed for God to forgive them. Verse 15, And now, O Lord, our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and made yourself a name as it is this day, we have sinned, we have done wickedly. We have sinned and done wickedly. Not, look God, look at this person failing. Daniel was in sharp contrast to Jonah and Job, who are self-righteous. Our Lord Jesus in his parable in Luke 18 talks about self, the self-righteous Pharisee and the humble tax collector. The Pharisee prays about all the righteous things he did vis-a-vis -vis the tax collector who doesn't even look up because of his guilt and cries to God, God have mercy on me a sinner. Daniel seeked God's mercy every time he prayed. Another quality of, prayer, of Daniel's prayer was that he prayed with anguish. Daniel's prayers were not superficial. 
they were they were emotionally overwhelming just imagine the tears and a crying old daniel praying this verse 18 oh my god incline your ear and hear open your eyes and see our desolations and the city which is called by your name for we do not present our supplications because before you because of our righteous deeds but because of your great mercies oh lord hear oh lord forgive oh lord listen and act do not delay for your sake my god for your city and your people are called by your name daniel's prayers were spiritual wars in chapter 10 verses 2 and 3 we read this in those days that is during the king days of king cyrus i daniel was mourning three full weeks i ate no pleasant food no meat or wine came into my mouth nor did i anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled daniel had had a vision and was seeking god's help to understand what it meant god had not answered and daniel persisted in prayer actually we found out late we find out later that one of the angels was in a spiritual warfare with satan and his demons for 21 days while daniel was praying fervently another angel michael then assists the angel to overcome the demons and then the angel comes to daniel and tells him what the vision meant we need to understand and pray prayers that break demonic forces and strongholds thirdly and finally daniel was a man of prophecy it was god's gift to daniel in daniel 1 verse 17 we read this god gave daniel understanding in all visions and dreams and these interpretations resulted in daniel making prophecies we should desire greater gifts like these from god maybe you have the gift of tongues ask him for the gift of interpretation of tongues maybe you receive dreams and visions ask god for the gift of interpretation of dreams the gift of prophecy daniel's prophecies are a template for understanding the book of revelation if we had only the book of revelation we would have found it difficult to understand among many of daniel's prophecies was the prophecy from the interpretation of nebuchadnezzar's dream of the babylonian king falling to the medo medo persian kingdom which would eventually fall to the greeks and then to the romans the prophecy of babylon falling to the medo persians happened during daniel's lifetime itself king darius and king cyrus were medo persian kings his credibility would have hit the sky when the people around him saw the prophecy unraveling before their eyes when we look at history we see how whatever god predicted has actually happened and we will be witnessing more fulfillments in our lifetime we see that in spite of satan in spite of us human beings god is beautifully carrying out his plan and how is he carrying out his plan through human beings like you and me in revelations 18 we read about the times that are to come our future maybe our current world the current babylon this prophecy in revelations 18 really challenges us to do our business as god's way revelations 18 verse 2 and he cried mightily with a loud voice saying babylon the greatest fallen is fallen the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of a luxury during the current babylon the merchants have become rich through the abundance of a luxury that is they were doing businesses of the world the worldly way but on the day our lord jesus comes again these are going to be nothing in verse 17 we read this 17 and 19 for in one hour 
such great riches come to nothing. They threw dust on their heads and cried out, wailing and weeping and saying, Alas, alas, that great city in which all who had ships on the sea became rich by wealth. For in one hour she is made desolate. Babylon is going to fall in one hour, my friends. One hour. Businesses, the worldly way, will fall in one hour. Let us build a hope on Jesus Christ. Let us be like Daniel, men and women of purpose, men and women of prayer, men and women of prophecy. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, Lord, for the story of Daniel. Thank you for all the things that the story of Daniel teaches us. It teaches us to be people of purpose. We are placed here in this world to be a foreigner, a light on the hill, the salt of the earth, to be in the world and not of the world. Father, we want to seek your mercy and grace as we, Lord, commit to live lives of purpose. Lord, we want to be people of prayer. We want to have close communion with you. Lord, daily confession, ask for collective repentance. And Lord, like Daniel prayed, Lord, maybe uh, pray with anguish. Maybe, maybe pray spiritual war prayers. Father, we want to be people of prophecy to desire greater spiritual gifts, to be aware of the prophecies that are going to be fulfilled in the future and be prepared for it. Scripture says, no one knows when our Lord Jesus would come. He would come like a thief in the night. May we not be found unprepared. When you come, Lord Jesus, as a bridegroom to take your bride. Thank you, Lord, for CBMC. Lord, may this organization birth many Daniels. Thank you, Lord, once again for this opportunity. And we pray that you'll be with us through this week. We pray in Jesus' most precious name. Amen.